this is what you're fighting for. I mean, every day you're out there. What they're doing is blowing people off. If you continue to look the other way and shut up, then the oppressors, the authoritarians get total control and total power. Because this is just like in Arizona, this is just like in Georgia. It's another element that backs them into a quarter and shows their lies and misrepresentations. This is why this audience is gonna have to get engaged. As we've told you, this is the fight. All this nonsense, all this spin, they can't handle the truth. War Room Battleground. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, welcome. It is uh, Monday, 20 February in the year of our Lord, 2023. It is President's Day, and we've had uh, quite a day. We're going to get into all of it uh, from the Ukraine to um, the nation's capital. I want to start. I've asked two very special people kind of kick this off in, in this uh, hour of the show. That'd be Ed Dowd uh, and the Mike Adams from Natural News, one of my uh, favorite sites. I want to start with Ed. So, Ed, um, you put this thing out. I saw it over the weekend when you got it to me. It blew me away. And, of course, the great guys over at Zero Hedge picked it up right away. The trials should have been halted. Uh, rate of serious adverse events closely tracks spike in post-vax disabilities. So that's kind of got – it's going viral. Everybody's talking about it. Walk, walk us through. What, what do you mean? What math shows you that the trial should have been halted? Because as we made the case here – and our theory of the case is that this is a clinical trial we're doing. So how do you back right. that up with uh, a set of mathematics? I said the trials, if it, it is a clinical trial and as a clinical trial should have been halted. So um, in part three of our uh, disability analysis on our website, Finance Technologies, let's just throw up the first chart. I, this chart's been on your um, show before. Uh, it's basically showed the vaccine uptake and the um, uh uh, and the disability uh, increases in the, in the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. We, we had a 0.89 uh, fit. And of course, the naysayers will say, well, correlation is not causation. But the timing of it's odd. Certainly, you know, you, on Wall Street, we wouldn't pay attention to correlation is not causation. We would buy that chart and, and just move on and, and, and not get into that debate. But we decided to do an analysis of a paper that came out in September 22 that reviewed the two-month blinded uh, uh, serious adverse events in the Pfizer clinical trial. And we took uh, th those uh, serious adverse events and we came up with our own estimates and we modeled using very conservative assumptions. And people will attack our assumptions, but we came up with a, um, uh, a disability rate from those two months and we, and we modeled them forward. So in the second chart, this is the result of our, our work, basically, uh, we show that there's a 0.87% fit, and it's the same order of magnitude in the clinical trials as what we're seeing in the real world. The mean is below uh, the real world, but we suspect that's due to the very narrow definition of what uh, Pfizer and Moderna called serious adverse events or severe adverse events. Uh, they they um, had a very na narrow definition. They also cherry-picked uh, the patients for the clinical trial that were probably much healthier than the general U.S. population. And so uh, it's underestimating, but it's the same order of magnitude. It's, uh, it underestimates by two points. Oh, hold on. Uh, I just want to make sure. You're, 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 hang on. You're, that's just speculation report about how they chose better ones. That, that, you're, that's, that's your thinking on this, right? We haven't, we, haven't shown that. we haven't shown that yet in evidence or data, have we? No, they, they, they chose the def, a very narrow definition of what a serious adverse event is. Even with that very narrow definition and our conservative modeling, 
it's the same order of magnitude of what we're seeing in the real world with a 0.87% fit. It's 2.6 times less than what's going on in the real world. But in, the, in, 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 in physics, and this is what Carlos and I were talking about, same order of magnitude means in the ballpark. They were seeing with their very narrow definition of what a serious adverse event was enough to halt the trial. And then in part six of our uh, disability analysis, this is part five I'm showing you. We're going to look at uh, another paper on Pfizer's clinical trial, and the fit is almost perfect there. But at the end of the day, they should have halted the trial mathematically uh, from what they were seeing in the trial. Knowing that we're still in this quote-unquote trial, what do you think it's going to take? For instance, is it the insurance companies? Is it the shorts on Wall Street? I mean, you've got people that are very aggressive, as you know, from your previous line of work. Uh, of wanting to get bad news and understand how they think through bad news and how that's going to manifest itself in the operations of a, of a, of a company and ultimately in its stock price. H- how do you think this gets disseminated, that the fact that this is a trial that should have been halted but is still not being halted? So word is slowly getting out. Uh, when I wrote the book, I noted that uh, the admission of sudden deaths in young people, especially millennials, wasn't going on in the last two weeks. Uh, we've had articles out of Bloomberg saying, yes, millennials are dying. So they're admitting that young people are dying. But they, the headline was, it's not the vaccine. And also Yahoo News came out with something. So we're at the point now where we're admitting that there's uh, uh, sudden deaths that are going on amongst young people. I uh, had a whistleblower in the government tell me that the Biden administration was looking at declaring a pandemic of it and blaming other things. They haven't done that yet. But the, 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 the fact that young people are dying is getting out there. That's becoming undeniable. Obviously, I blame the vaccine. I'm 150% convicted. Uh, so it's, the news is going to come out. And unfortunately, when the news comes out, it's going to cause um, a lot of fear and a lot of anger in those who don't have this information that you and I have in the war room has had for a long, long time. The asymmetric information gap is going to close. It's going to cause chaos. And I suspect what's been going on in the geopolitical front uh, it, by the global governments is uh, fear and panic inside the halls of power as this comes to light, because a lot of things are going to change once this comes to light. But have you, first off, have you seen this in other countries to the degree that you have statistics here that you feel comfortable with working, number one? And what did Bloomberg, when Bloomberg wrote the article, yes, we admit that younger people are dying, did they put it on the pressures that came out of COVID, the lockdowns, the psychological pressures, those types of things? What did they attribute it to? Uh Bloomberg attributed to all those. Yahoo actually made the absurd claim that they talked to an expert, some unnamed expert that suggested that young people, when they get Omicron now, because that's the current strain going around in COVID, young people respond very adversely because their immune systems are very strong and it causes strokes, heart attacks and other issues because of the immune response from COVID, natural immune response. But it's not the vaccine, apparently. It's, it's your own God-given immune response did they did they address did they look at the data that you've looked at and dismissed it or nope, uh, they, they no, did, no, and they no, said no. it's got a, it's something other than the vax or they will not address it regarding the vax they they don't go they won't go after the vax they don't address any of our work we're being ignored completely by the mainstream media there was a hit piece by ap on the the documentary died suddenly no mention of my team my book or anything like that i was not affiliated with the died suddenly documentary nor did i see it so there seems to be a blackout on the data that we have and other people have. 
I mean, the data in the U.S., it, you know, we have the data for all of Europe, the U.K., uh, Australia, and we're going to do Canada. We have Germany. It's, it's bad all around. It's a mixture from old to young, especially amongst the uh, employed of, of, of different countries. We don't have the data down to that granularity, but in the U.S., the employed were adversely hit because of the mandates. So wherever there were mandates, uh, job mandates in other countries, those people were hit as well. What is it going to take to have our like the balloon moment? Is it, is it going to be a hearing? Is it going to be you in front of a hearing? Uh, is it going to be 60 minutes covering this? What, what do you what do you what would you anticipate you would need to broaden this out to a, to an audience that's, uh, let's say, not not as up to speed on these things, but could be that but, but that could be brought along if they saw this data? Uh, well, a beginning was last Tuesday. I filmed uh, an interview with Tucker Carlson in his Fox Nation uh, longer format series interview. It's going to drop on Wednesday. And hopefully he puts a clip of some of that interview on his uh, nightly news channel on Tuesday night to promote it. So it's beginning. And uh, Josh Sterling, uh, uh, one of the insurance executives that, from Wall Street that helped me out, he is uh, launching a To Save a Million Lives um, campaign with 65 insurance executives. So it's things are starting to crumble on on the inside in the insurance oh, industry oh, and oh, more oh, and more traction. Oh, hold on, don't yeah, don't bury the lead. Uh, the the Fox Nation is great, particularly the way Tucker can do these in depth interviews that he can't have doesn't have time from the shows. But an insurance executive coming out and saying I want I'm getting sixty other insurance executives and I want to save a million lives, that's blockbuster. When when is Josh launch launch that? Uh, he he uh, he released it on Thursday. It's making the rounds on LinkedIn. Um, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's basically, uh, it's not an acknowledgement that it's the vaccines per se, but it's an acknowledgement that we have a problem and we need to start testing, uh, for all sorts of things to save a million lives. And they, they have 65 executives in this working table. They set up a nonprofit. Um, they kind of view themselves as the, uh, red cross of old, uh, that has to go in and do triage because no one else will. Are they looked at as uh, apostates in the uh, in the insurance industry, or are they looked at as somebody really trying to get? Is the insurance industry saying right away that these guys that there's nothing to see here? Uh, we have not had any uh, blowback, to my knowledge, on what's going on with Josh and his team. Uh, but curiously enough, what we really need is a CEO of one of the larger insurance companies to come out and say that he has serious concerns about the vaccine and that they're, they're going to look at it. We need that. Absent that. This is going to this is going to be very helpful. You have to remember, last year we uh, sent 100 letters to CEOs. We only got 20 people on the calls uh, with the other with the doctors on the front line, and and uh, and from that 20, we had a working group of five. So the working group of five has expanded to 65 uh, insurance uh, executives from medical teams, uh, actuaries, some CFOs. But it, it it's 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 coming to light, and it's a big deal. Um, Zelensky today, you know, uh, the Chinese uh, head diplomat, foreign uh, service officer, the head of foreign affairs is in uh, is in Moscow tonight. They're they're reinforcing the, the partnership they've had since the Olympics. And when they announced they had an unlimited strategic partnership, Zelensky says kind of, uh, you know, um, drafting off the war room that if those two come together uh, on the Ukraine situation, that it's the beginning of the Third World War, something we've said for the longest time with the Biden regime's policies as us to. Geopolitically, 
First off, do you agree with that? Do you think we're at the early stages of the Third World War? And and where do you see this thing heading? Since you, you used to specialize in this with all your trading, you were a macro guy. Yeah, so a couple problems here. Um, Twitter is on fire today with people just waking up and noticing what the war room and you have noticed for a while that we're on the edge of World War III. A lot of pundits are asking the question, why is our uh, administration insanely uh, running into the, into a World War III situation? And I, I suspect, because I'm a cynical guy, that uh, World War III solves a lot of issues, solves the sovereign debt crisis and solves uh, the vaccine uh, murder that's gone on, wipes a bunch of stuff off the, off the map and uh, directs everyone's attention to, world, to a world war. Now, uh, you know, I hope that doesn't turn out to be the case, but, you know, that, that, that's definitely in play, I think. Um, and the capital markets may be starting to sniff this out. The U.S. dollar in, in a World War III situation would uh, go up quite a bit. Uh, and uh, the dollar, uh, the, the DXY, the, the basket of, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the index that is the basket of currencies bottomed last about two weeks ago and is starting to go up. We think it put it very, in, in a very significant bottom. And also the stock market is on uh, razor's edge right now. I, I don't like to make predictions, but if I had to guess, the stock market's going to fall apart in the next week or two. You wouldn't think there'd be some flight to safety that they would look at the United States as the, as the safe harbor in a, in a world gone, gone mad, sir? It's, it's the most liquid instrument. It will, it, the, the, the technicals suggest that's what's going to happen. And we suspect that, uh, um, we've seen um, uh, buyers come back into the bond market, and uh, the Fed the Fed is going to have to pause uh, if there is a World War III. I don't think they're going to be hiking into a World War III situation. Uh, Ed, how can people get uh, access to you, all your contact points and coordinates on, uh, on the website, the book, and the uh, social media? Yeah, so I'm on uh, Getter at Edward Dowd. I'm back on Twitter at Dowd Edward. Uh, finance technologies with a pH instead of an F. It's got all our uh, excess mortality and U.S. disability data. And then I have my own personal website, They Lied, People Died. I also wrote a book that is uh, kind of a uh, book for your loved ones that don't think uh, what we know is true. And uh, that is can be ordered on Amazon, Cause Unknown, Epidemic of Sudden Death in 21 and 22. No, that book is going to be the touchstone. We're going to be one of the basics for the hearings that are going to come up, and we'll get into all that as start rolling. Ed Dowd, honored to have you on here. Thanks for taking time away to do this today. Thank you. Take care, Steve. I want to get Mike Adams. Don't play the cold open for us. I want to get Mike Adams. So, Mike, I, I want to get your thinking about, before I get into the specifics of, of East uh, Palestine, you're, you're uh, one of the smartest geopolitical thinkers I know. Give me your thoughts about what Ed Dowd just said, what Zelensky said. We've been preaching this gospel. You know China as well as anybody. We've been preaching this gospel of the Third World War for a while. Uh, give us your thoughts on what's happened over the last 24, 48 hours. Well, I think Ed Dow just nailed it. And by the way, his, his numbers and his statistical analysis are right on. No one's got stronger numbers than he does. No one's put more you know, elbow grease into this, uh, statistically speaking, than he has. And he knows that the tipping point is very close. And so World War Three is being, I believe, accelerated by uh, U.S. State Department in particular, people like uh, Victoria Nuland and Blinken and others, in, in order to, uh, to cover these other massive crimes that are really, really close to a breaking point. 
So and and also, of course, you know, you got to figure in the Nord Stream pipeline. But hang, hang on, but in 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 the in the in the although Admiral Kirby came out today and said it's a stone cold lie that Seymour Hersh is wrong. I just want to make sure we're getting both sides here, so people can't say that we're conspiracy theory wing nuts. Kirby did come out today and said there's a total lie to the the Hirsch thing. Are 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 you? Are you saying that because you can't see any internal logic? The reason you're saying, hey, it's got to be to cover something else, because there's no internal logic for us to force these two world superpowers together uh, in partnership with now the mullahs in Iran, uh, you know, the Saudis, the Pakistan, Turkey, in, in a war on the, on the, to consolidate the Eurasian land masses. Do you say that it's got to be like Ed does? It's got to be to cover for this, cover that, because there's no other geopolitical logic that would lead you to think about Blinken and Biden and uh, Jake Sullivan have done here? Well, I, I think the more compelling argument is that there's there are so many domestic issues that are about to break that they really need to, to change the tune dramatically and change people's focus onto something that's a bigger emergency. Uh, so that's where I really do think this is coming from. But I also believe that the, the West believes the Western powers believe that if they don't establish uh, monetary dominance and petrodollar dominance from this point forward, that they're in real trouble because of, of the Saudis and China and the digital yuan and Iran and Russia working together on those issues. So this seems like a, a tipping point right now where the future of the world reserve currencies and the world transactional currencies is about to be determined over the next two years or so. And the West either wins or loses. I mean, the, all the chips are on the table at this point. It's either going to be the East or the West. So they're all in. And people, I, I think some of our audience may not know about your expertise when it comes to China. Just give, give us a, a minute on your curriculum vitae. You, 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 I know the site has amazing pieces up there, but give us your, your personal experience of why you know China so well. Well, look, I, I want to give credit to uh, Jack Posobiec. I mean, he he knows more about China than I do, but... You know, my, uh, I, I lived in Taiwan, and my wife's family escaped the, the Chinese communists uh, with Chiang Kai-shek. And, uh, you know, they, they've been fighting for freedom for the Chinese people ever since. And so that's part, that, that's the American tradition of what we do, but it's, it's a global application of it. We believe in freedom for the Chinese people. We believe in ending the CCP. Uh, we're not anti-China. We are pro-Chinese people. We're anti-tyranny. So that, that drives a lot of what we do globally. Um, internationally, uh, right now, you know, think about how odd it is that China is lending money to the United States so the U.S. can pay the salaries of the Ukrainian government to fight Russia. You know, how long is that situation going to remain in place? You know, at some point that, that ends. And I have a feeling that China is going to initiate an attempted uh, you, you've talked about this, an attempted naval and air embargo against Taiwan very quickly. And uh, if so, the economic implications are dire. This is we, we have a, a stake in, in Taiwan. W whether you believe in the moral situation of us defending a real democracy and, and someone that's been there for us for many, many decades, um, it's just 25 percent of the U.S. economy will fall out and probably worse than that. Uh, right. What do the people in Taiwan do you think feel when they see that? Now their tank, the M1A1 tank that we've uh, issued for them is backed up now in Lima, Ohio. The Ukrainians come first there. Now we're seeing the ammunition. We're running out of ammunition. The, the head of the Navy, Secretary of the Navy, said before they made him take it down that, hey, if it keeps running in Ukraine like it's running, we're going to be out of weapons in the Western Pacific in six months. Are, are the Taiwanese starting to get nervous 
because they think there's too much attention on Ukraine and not enough attention on the Straits of Taiwan and the South China Sea? Absolutely. Uh, the Taiwan leadership is very much aware of the munitions production problem that the United States is currently facing, and even promising M1 Abrams tanks or promising 90,000 artillery shells a month. Uh, that that's two years uh, in the future. You know that the the U.S. military infrastructure does not exist to deliver those things today when they're needed today. So if Taiwan were to face uh, an attack or an embargo by China the munitions just aren't able to sustain that uh, defense of the island nation that's that's critical for the U.S. economy. So I, I think that we've been very foolish in sending uh, so much to Ukraine that we cannot defend Taiwan and we cannot defend the continental United States as effectively as we could before. And uh, we better light a fire under the U.S. military to to get their factories up and running and get our munitions supply back in place. But I mean, look, we're looking at global shortages of uh, commodities, uh, price hikes, labor shortage in the United States, especially in munitions factories. The supply chain globally is broken uh, for lots of reasons, uh, not, not the least of which is Russia and Ukraine, that conflict and the SWIFT system. Uh, a lot of the munitions materials rely on global supply chains that depend in part on Russia itself, including aluminum. So it's complicated. Uh, Mike, uh, you know, we have the production team here in Denver and uh, in, in Memphis and in uh, here in, in the Capitol, wherever we go to do the show in one of our studios. But we also have what I call the engine room, people that monitor sites all day long. And the engine room had been talking to me saying, look, you got to get Mike Adams on here and have him because we're talking, you know, we're nailing people about what happened after the train crash. You know, the derailment is one thing, but about the decision to release the decision to burn, who's responsible, President Trump's coming. But you're the great expert over at Natural News on, on detox. What should, what is Mike Adams' thoughts here? And you've heard all the spin from different people, and DeWine's running away from it. The, none of the senior guys in the EPA want to get near the place. What is your action plan for what you think needs to happen to actually sort the system, sort the situation out in East Palestine and do what's right for, for the earth, for the country, for, for nature, and for the citizens out there, sir? Well, I'm, I'm going to join the call of a guest I just interviewed, Eric Coppolino, and he and I are both calling for the immediate total evacuation of the town of East Palestine. Uh, the EPA is lying. They are not testing for dioxins, and dioxins are the uh, chemical result of the combustion of chlorinated compounds, such as vinyl chloride. That entire area is going to be contaminated for generations to come. Uh, if they don't do immediate remediation, we're going to have a long-term cancer curve that will be absolutely catastrophic, in my opinion. Now, I'm going to confirm all of this in, in my laboratory. We're right now acquiring a gas chromatography mm -hmm. interface to our mass spec instruments. We're going to be able to test for dioxins within a couple of months. And we're building a network of people who can sample the area. I don't trust the EPA. I don't trust even the railroads labs. We're going to do independent yeah, laboratory testing. Yeah. Perfect. Hang over a second. Mike Adams, you're so revered in many parts of the, you know, the let's say the right political spectrum. Some of the left, too. The right, the populist nationalists. When you speak, people listen. Um, you're calling for... Because Mike DeWine in the EPA of Ohio and our EPA and the consultants working for a company that's got a $54 billion market cap, that would be Norf Norfolk Southern, have said, hey, it's okay, it's fine, 
you know, this thing we've tested, everybody can kind of go back in. You're actually saying you want the whole town evacuated and we got to get down to the basics here. We got we got a problem, a deep problem. Yes. Uh, now, especially women of childbearing age, children and pregnant women should have evacuated from day one. They should be gone from that town right now. Uh, but there is also risk to uh, everybody else. They should be removed or relocated uh, from from that town and, and given uh, a place to stay. Uh, the railroad, the government, FEMA should step in at this point. We need testing of dioxins. And, and then should the dioxins come in at even very low concentrations, we're talking about toxicity in femtograms, which is one one millionth of a billionth of a gram, okay? Uh, toxicity at that level, hormone disruption, cancers, infertility, spontaneous abortions, long-term effects. We may have to take down the entire town as what happened in Times Beach, Missouri, and they may have to scrape off all the soil of the entire area, incinerate it, and then remediate that and turn it into something where no one lives for a century, okay? That's how bad this situation uh, looks like it is. What, We're working what, on confirming. What, what, yes. what cause, okay. Yeah, but what caused that? And we got about a minute and a half here. We're going to hold you to the break. The, the Norfolk Southern CEO said they had guys check and, and did some analysis before they did the control release, which is not their authority to do. But it looks like they did. The, they called the shot on the, on the control release first and then the control burn. Well, how could they have missed? How could scientists or people that do this for a living miss this so badly? Well, they're not, they're not scientists, they don't understand chemistry, and it's not a controlled burn. It's an uncontrolled burn at relatively low temperatures that don't accomplish molecular incineration. So in order to incinerate these dioxins, you need much higher temperatures, a couple thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Uh, the open pit burn did not achieve those temperatures. So in, in, in effect, it formed new toxic compounds during this uncontrolled burn that released it into the open air where the wind could carry it anywhere and the rain will bring it down onto the soils. Uh, Steve, we're talking about contamination of the food supply, uh, contamination of rivers. I mean, even Cincinnati cut off the intake from the Ohio River as a precaution. And they're not testing for dioxins in the water, by the way. They're, they're testing for other compounds, but not dioxins. So I call this the don't see, don't tell policy of chemical toxicity. If you don't test for it, you won't see it. Uh, Mike Adams from Natural News. Hang over a second. We're taking a short commercial break. We got Mike Adams, Father Frank Pavone is going to join us. Also, I think there's now a strategy from at least forming from the right to life uh, movement politically. Uh, we're also going to go out to uh, Oklahoma City and we're going to talk to Crom Carmel. Short break. Back with Mike Adams in a second. Thanks to your support, Patriot Mobile has emerged as one of the leaders in the parallel economy, and they have big news. Patriot Mobile now offers services with all three major networks. This means if you're with the big three and like the service but hate their values, you can access them with Patriot Mobile. They also offer a performance guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch between the three major carriers for free. Patriot Mobile. America's only Christian conservative wireless provider offers nationwide coverage on the best 4G and 5G networks. So you get the same great service while supporting a company that fights to preserve our God-given rights and freedoms. This new year, 
resolve to stop supporting companies that don't align with your values. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. That is PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Bannon. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Bannon. Or call 878-PATRIOT. Do it today. Take action. Use your agency. A lot of people complain about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than a year, Public SQ has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that only buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID mandates, or a bank that would never counsel you, counsel you for your political views, Public SQ is your guide. There's also interactive, sensor-free community groups where you can connect with other local members. Here's the best part. It's absolutely, totally free to join. Just go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. Public, the word, the letters, sq.com. And download the app today, totally free. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can start to support you. We can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. Go to publicsq.com. That's publicsq.com. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a small retail business almost $80,000. COVIDtaxrelief.org got a manufacturing business nearly 250 grand. And COVIDtaxrelief.org just got a large distribution business almost $900,000. If you run a business, church, or nonprofit and paid your employees through all or part of the pandemic, you could qualify for up to $26,000 per employee through the government's CARES Act. But beware of clickbait or pay upfront companies who make you do the work and take a huge percentage of your refund. COVIDtaxrelief.org receives a low reasonable commission only after you receive your refund. And with 300 CPAs and tax experts, no one is better at getting you the maximum benefit than COVIDtaxrelief.org. Visit COVIDtaxrelief.org now because this plan expires soon. That's covidtaxrelief.org, covidtaxrelief.org. The refund examples are not a guarantee and not all businesses qualify. That's why you have to check today with covidtaxrelief.org. War Room Battleground with Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, Mike Adams from Natural News is is our uh, guest here. Mike, just so we're not freaking people out, how how did you get to the uh, dioxin situation? And this was not a control. The the uh, 
Norfolk Southern has been saying it over and over again. Josh Shapiro saying it, uh, DeWine saying it, the EPA administrator saying it, it was a controlled burn. Your theory that this was uncontrolled and caused dioxins, how, how did you uh, come up with that? Well, it, it, it's, it's uncontrolled in the sense that it went into the atmosphere. And when you just, it was burned in an open pit. And, and all the smoke went into the sky and then it spread and, and we can track uh, the area where it spread to. And the products of combustion of vinyl chloride or other chlorinated compounds include dioxins. This is well known in industry. No, no chemist would argue with that. So the, the term controlled burn is a lie. It's a cover story. It wasn't controlled. It, if it were controlled, it would be in a container. It would be in a room. Uh, to control it would be to cart it off in tanker trucks and then incinerate it in a controlled high temperature chemical incinerator, toxic waste disposal. That did not happen. The, 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 the CEO said over the weekend, and we pulled the clip this morning, he, he quoted that he knew it was successful when he saw the black plume coming up out of the, out, out of the thing. He knew it. He knew it. He told a TV station, I think a local TV station, in Atlanta, that he knew it was yep. successful when he saw the black plume, the really black, heavy smoke. He knew he'd had a success on his controlled burn. What say you, sir? Well, that's an admission that it's an uncontrolled burn. That's an admission of the toxic chemicals going into the atmosphere. And what goes up will come down. And when it comes down, which is which is already beginning to happen, look at the, the fish die-offs. Look at the uh, people reporting, reporting themselves as sick, coughing up blood in some cases. Uh, the chloracne effects, the skin effects, the tingling sensations uh, that are on the skin of some people, these are all early signs of what will be a long-term increase, uh, very likely very high cancer rates for uh, decades to come. We're talking about an ecological catastrophe that is unprecedented in the history of this nation. Uh, no joke. Why is it when you have EPA and all these other, why is no one else coming forward? In fact, Mike DeWine, his EPA said it was fine. They actually sent the people back home in a couple of days. And in fact, he opened this, having kept the schools closed for a year because of the CCP virus, they sent the kids back to the school in the town on Monday, five days after the quote unquote controlled release and the controlled burn. Uh, what say you, sir? Well, you know, we've seen this before in the old Soviet Union, Chernobyl, I think 1986, they told people go home, there's no radiation, because the people couldn't see the radiation. Well, people can't see dioxins, especially at femtograms or picogram concentrations. Nobody knows it's there until the effects kick in. And these are not necessarily acute short-term effects. So what, what we need is testing for dioxins. We need honest, independent laboratories and analysis. And we need to exercise the precaution principle, which is not being done here. And by the way, Steve, I believe that if this accident had happened under the watch of President Donald J. Trump, the media would have called it an ecological disaster. I think that they're covering for this politically because it happened under Biden. That's just my theory, but I think that's the way the media operates these days. Mike, uh, you, you had a guest on your show. I know you're doing a piece. When can people expect that up? We'll put it everywhere. But when do you anticipate you're going to have your write-up on this uh, up on your site? Uh, 12 noon tomorrow Eastern. It'll be up. Interview and article. Perfect. Mike Adams, how do they get to Natural News, and what is your social media, sir? Uh, naturalnews.com, and they can find me uh, on, on Truth Social. Just look for Health Ranger. I'm on, I'm on Gab. 
I'm on Getter, Truth Social, Telegram, and Brighton.social as well, which is our platform. So pretty, pretty easy to find in, in alt media. Thank you for having me on. Mike Adams, honored always to have you on. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate honored, it. Honored, sir. Thank you. Health Ranger Mike Adams over at Natural News. Uh, pretty scary. We're going to be doing a lot of this in leading up to President Trump's uh, visit on Wednesday. Remember, um, it's a tale of two cities. Uh, Biden's in Ukraine. Trump's going to East uh, Palestine. Um, I want to bring in Father Pavone. Father Pavone, you and I talk, you know, today uh, Politico had a, had a story about, uh, it was a big, it was from um, McGraw. She's one of the best reporters they've got there. Alison McGraw, I think her name is. She's one of the best reporters. And she had this piece, it was a lead story this morning, that said um, Trump is going to have a tough time selling two of his biggest accomplishments uh, to a broad public and even, quite frankly, to some of the MAGA base for the uh, for the 2024 primary and then for the general. And those two they picked out was the vax. And we've been covering that nonstop about the uh, and we just had a doubt on here about the failure of the uh, of the clinical trial. Uh, but the other was Roe v. Wade, and the judges and all that. And one of the things you and I discussed a lot is, is there a plan going for it? Is there a strategy going for it? Is it going to be federal level? Is it going to be state level? You've had a time now to gather with some folks and think some things through. So give, give us a uh, give us a, a situation report of where you guys stand in your working group. Yes, Steve. Uh, you know, thank you for having me on tonight, because I know that our audience around the country is always uh, always asking me and asking many other leaders, hey, are the groups working together? Uh, and the good news is we are. We had about 43 national pro-life leaders gathered at our Priest for Life headquarters over the last few days. And we discussed uh, uh, what you're just saying now, elections. We discussed legislation. What do we want with the new Congress? We, 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 we discussed uh, how do we educate the candidates? When it comes to abortion, we discussed President Trump and and we talked about a number of other things like the chemical abortions and also these individual state battles. Uh, the bottom line is this, that uh, first of all, candidates, starting with the presidential candidates, should not be afraid of the abortion issue. Now, I'm afraid sometimes commentary like uh, uh, what you just mentioned may make them afraid. I mean, it should make us vigilant. It should make us work harder on strategy. But the fact is, when a candidate explains why he or she is in favor of protecting children uh, from their earliest age, that is a winning issue if they express it confidently, compassionately, knowledgeably, and don't run away from the issue. You know, so many consultants have said over the years, oh, well, just say people say to people that you're pro-life and then pivot to a different uh, topic. Well, no, because then that gives the other side the chance to redefine what you mean by pro-life, and they run away with the argument. Uh, the leaders that gathered together were, were very, very clear and strong that we're going to recommit ourselves to doing candidate education uh, in uh, in the coming months and uh, uh, leading up to 24. Uh, we're going to commit ourselves also to making sure candidates understand, as federal candidates, that they need to call for a gestational limit on abortion. Let's start talking seriously about protecting these unborn children, not just regulating the funding of abortion or anything like that. That do also need to be done, but uh, but, but but let's get to the core of where so many Americans are that, yeah, these children should actually uh, be protected. Uh, people should be confident. The, the groups are working even more and more together. And, uh, and I was happy to have this gathering just uh, uh, the end of last week. 
What is the bifurcation? One of the things that are continuing to hammering on is this issue about at the federal level, or is it going to go back to the states? I mean, we had a lot of people, you, you were kind enough to visit with us in studio during the March for Life, and I had yeah. a lot of people that we've been hosting people here since, the, I don't know, the 14 years, the, the 10 or 11 years, 12 years we've been here. Uh, and a lot of them said, this is my last March for Life. I'm going to focus on the states. When you get the 43 groups in a room, what is the basic, where's directionally where they're going? They're saying, let's leave the federal aside. Let's go to all focus on the states. Or are they saying the Lindsey Graham thing, this thing of a federal mandate? Maybe it makes sense. Where, where do you think that's coming out? Well, Steve, it was unanimous among these 43 national groups that the battle over abortion going forward here is a national and state interface. Uh, In fact, what we discussed was as we have more and more state battles and listen, our viewers in Ohio need to be aware there's a there's a strong pro-abortion ballot uh, initiative coming up. It's in the works right now. They're aiming for 2023 to have the abortion on demand on the ballot. We resolved at this meeting, first of all, that the national groups need to pour more effort into each one of these state battles. The state battles need to be national battles. But furthermore, everyone in that room agreed that when it comes to legislation, we need both working together because after all, that's the way our our government is set up. The states have a serious responsibility, uh, but so does the Congress. So for example, if Congress, let's say in 2025, you know, we get that, get the Senate back and get the White House back and keep the House, what we're going to have is the possibility to start protecting these babies on the federal level. And then because of the supremacy clause of the Constitution, a Protection will kick in even in the blue states that have put abortion on demand into their constitutions. So this, when we've been explaining this to people in those blue states, they have been very, very encouraged. These two levels work together. The Dobbs decision, it's important for people to understand, the Dobbs decision that overturned Roe v. Wade did not absolve uh, Congress of its responsibility Uh, to legislate on abortion. Uh, As a matter of fact, one of the key briefs in the case was from hundreds of members of Congress who were saying, let us do our job. Let us make laws regarding uh, the unborn. Uh, So it returned the issue to, and this is the wording of the decision, the people and their elected representatives. That covers all levels of government, federal, state, and even local government, where we see cities banning abortions within the city limits. So uh, everyone in the room was agreed on this. We've got to have national and state collaboration, and these leaders are more ready than ever to uh, to, to to bring that about. When you when you talk to look at the Republican Party and in, in the candidates are run. It's a consulting class that the Democrats don't quite have, and they control the money, they control access to the donors, all that. When you had these articles coming out like Alison McGraw, and she wasn't trying to be, it, it, it was not a hit piece. It was just basically right. a laying out of the facts. As the as the conventional wisdom in secular Washington looks at what's all about money and power and even where they said, yes, there, there's obviously a lot of strengths and activity at the state level. But as soon as you touch talk about the federal level, that could be another third rail uh, politics, particularly given what happened, whether rightly or wrongly, it's the way it's been positioned. How does the 43 groups Get, get over that. How do you get over that hump when you've only got so many resources, so much time, so much ability to focus? How does that play into what your guy's saying? It's got to be both a national and a state. 
Well, candidate education came up when we started talking about this. Now, some of the groups are already doing it. We do it. Susan B. Anthony, uh, Pro-Life America does it, uh, a number of the other groups, smaller groups. But uh, that's why we're starting now. We had this meeting now because we said right now, those that that know that they're going to run in 24, uh, we need to start uh, uh, meeting with them now and showing them how to win, how to speak persuasively on this pro-life issue in a way that's not going to scare people. Uh, you know, and one of the things, for example, that we were discussing is how, you know, in Texas, where they have essentially ended abortion and and and, and brought protection to all these babies from conception, they had in the very same bill that made abortions illegal uh, over $100 million for, for, for moms who are in these... Uh, these uh, pregnancy situations that they feel they can't handle that that side of it to show that we're the compassionate ones we are not yeah. abandoning women to an impossible situation we are there by their side that's one of many ways that we're going to get these candidates more on board father frank how do people uh, get access what are your coordinates the site uh, priest for life also your uh your personal and all your different uh, social media the website is endabortion.us, endabortion.us, and my social media handle is FR Frank Pavone, and all the major platforms, FR Frank Pavone. The right to life movement, a major, a major part, a foundational element of the MAGA movement. So, Father uh, Frank, thank you so much. Honored to have you on here. Glad the groups are working together. Glad 43 yes. got together and they come out with a sense of unanimity. So that's fantastic to hear. Yes, Steve, it is. Thank you for having me, as always. Thank you, sir. Look forward to having you back. Let's go out to Oklahoma. Uh, Kathy Connor. Kathy, we got a very special event coming up this uh, this Saturday. Tell people about it. I couldn't be more excited to come out there and join you folks, and I want to make sure we get as many people as possible can attend and know about it. What do we got going on? Yes, Steve, we're excited to have you our great posse leader. <laughs> we, uh, since our last call, we've had calls from all over the country, including Savannah, Georgia, wanting tickets to our 2023 Lincoln-Reagan dinner. So we are very excited about the response. Um, this year, our event is at the National, uh, i got to always remember this name, the National Cowboy and Western Heritage Museum. We call it the Cowboy Hall of Fame here. And it is a fabulous venue. It's steeped in all kinds of heritage of Oklahoma. And this year, the museum is going to give every patriot who comes to our event a free ticket to come back and visit the museum after the event is over. So we have... That's um, fantastic. Yeah, what? yeah, it's really, it's going to be a no, fun go- event. We've also had three really nice big patriots give us uh, donations of exotic trips that we are going to raffle off in the golden uh, ticket uh, raffle this year. So we've added a lot of fun things, but most importantly, you know, the county is really focused on funding precincts and helping vet uh, candidates with a candidate uh, funding this year also. So we have some really good goals. Uh, that we want to accomplish for the county of Oklahoma. We're the largest voting block in Oklahoma. We have 288 precincts, and only 25% of those have a chairman. Wow. Well, we'll make sure we take care of that. 
Once again, it's going to start at 6 o'clock on Saturday. How do people, particularly people listening to the podcast or on radio, where do they go? Because we've got the site up there right now, and I want to make sure Grace and Captain Bennett get it in all the chats. Where do, where do folks go uh, to get tickets and to find out more about, more information about it? Okay, go to our website, www.okcogop.com. That's www.okcogop.com, and you can get tickets. You can uh, buy a table. If you want to bring a group of friends, uh, you can buy your golden ticket online. So we really would love to see you all, and Steve, we cannot wait to see you. And I hope I know who your fourth person is. I'm just guessing. <laughs> uh, Kathy, it's so uh, great to do this, and I'm honored. I'm really, I'm really excited about seeing the museum. I got to tell you, I want to meet the folks out there. But this museum is is something uh, I love. Western history, love. I love Oklahoma. Love Western history, uh, and so I'm really excited, excited about joining. And I tell everybody, I will give a sidewinder speech. I'll give, I'll give you a speech that'll make it worth, uh, worth attendance. So uh, look forward to everybody coming out there. Kathy, thank you. So much. We'll push Thank this hard. You. Thank you. Okay, it's the, it's the Lincoln-Reagan dinner this Saturday night in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, at the Cowboy Hall of Fame or the Museum of uh, Cowboys and Western Heritage. Really excited. Let me go to Crom. Crom, I, I got to get you on because people are raving about, uh, are, are raving about Salty. I, I don't think I talked to anybody that says, hey, the Salty thing is amazing. Walk us through what it is and where you can get it. Steve, thanks again for having me, and uh, and I, I tell you what, the the Lincoln Reagan dinner, what what a great name <clears throat> for a dinner. Um, but Soul Tea is a is a supplement uh, that will help you have a healthier heart and manage your cholesterol and do it all naturally. Uh, we've been making the active ingredient in Soul Tea for eighteen years, and what we do is. We extract a particular molecule from fresh green tea. We ferment the green tea. And in the process of fermenting the green tea, we take teoflavin and we create a blend that has a 22% concentration, whereas in green tea alone, it only has a 1% concentration. And so you get the benefit of more than 30 cups of green tea from just two uh, soft gel capsules of soul tea. And I'm the poster child for Soul Tea because I'm 74 years old. I've been taking our product for 18 years. When I started taking it, my bad cholesterol was 130. Uh, I started taking it within 90 days. My bad cholesterol had dropped to 89. Now that's that's a that's lower than that. That is a bigger drop than our than our trials suggested. But uh, but I also think I was a little bit more overweight than a lot of the people in the trial, and so so I benefited more. But my cholesterol has remained, my bad cholesterol has remained under 90 ever since. And the posse, by the way, has reacted very, very favorably and very positively. And the way that people can get our product, get Solti, is to go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. And then use the code warroom at checkout. And what will happen if you use the code WARROOM at checkout on your initial shipment of your continuity program, you will get $29.95 off. And then we will continue to ship you a 90-day supply every 90 days. And when we do that, 
the subscription price is three bottles for the price of two on an ongoing basis, and we pay the freight. So it's a tremendous bargain. It's only 70 cents a day to help you protect your heart uh, because as, as we've talked about before, Steve, heart disease is the number one killer. Even during COVID, even the height of COVID, heart disease took more Americans than COVID did, 700,000 a year, and half the people who have a heart attack for the first time die from the heart attack and didn't even know they had heart disease. Wow. Soul T, I got to tell you, everybody raves about it. Crom, thank you so much for coming on here. Appreciate it. Appreciate you getting this to us so that everybody can everybody can uh, benefit from it. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Tomorrow, 10 a.m., it's going to be lit. Uh, we're going to probably start with the Todd Benzman situation, the live press conference. Go from there. It's going to be on fire. We'll see you tomorrow morning. War Room Posse, you already know free speech is under constant attack by the swamp and their big tech allies. They resell your communications and personal data while lecturing and laughing at you. I've got the solution. Unplugged Systems, a secure communications company, has an app suite you can install on any Android phone, including its own uncancelable app store, VPN, antivirus, and highly encrypted messenger, better than Wicker, Signal, Telegram, or anything else. None of your message or VPN traffic is stored, analyzed, or sold. Claim your security for only $10 a month. Go to their website, unplugged.com. That's unplugged.com slash warroom to install the Unplugged Suite. It's secure. It's private. It's the way we stay connected and informed. Get it now. Take action, action, action. Use your agency. Folks, let me tell you about Salty. It's a company that makes a soft gel supplement rich in antioxidants to help people like you and me keep a healthy heart. While COVID gets all the headlines, it's important to realize that heart disease kills nearly 700,000 Americans every year. Yes, heart disease is the number one killer every year, year in and year out. Heart disease builds over time. Hypertension, high blood pressure, bad cholesterol, diabetes, all of it affects our heart. A healthy heart is key to being energetic as we get older. It is never too early to take care of your heart. You see, heart disease sneaks up on us. You can start in your 30s, and when this happens, you're at serious risk by the time you turn 60. If you want to take care of your heart and those you care about, please go to warroomhealth.com. That's warroomhealth.com. All one word, warroomhealth.com. Use the code warroom at checkout to save 67% of your first shipment. That's code WARROOM at checkout to save 67% and do it again. WARROOMHEALTH, all one word, WARROOMHEALTH.COM. Go there today. You need, if you're going to be part of the posse, you need a strong heart. You need a lion's heart. How we're going to do that is with Salty. Go there, do it today. Check it out.